morning, everybody. How's everybody doing on this wonderful Monday morning? Hope everyone's doing fantastic. I hope everyone had a fantastic weekend. Things are doing very, very well here. I'll be announcing the, um, I guess we'll call it a business moving sale, garage sale. Um, today with the official dates, it's looking like it's going to be, I think, the 25th or 26th of this month. And if you haven't heard, um, everything in the uh, the Rhode Island Training Center is moving to Florida and everything in that training center is for sale. Everything, rubber flooring, crates, kennels, stand-up freezers, office equipment, I mean, everything. Um, there's been 11 years of stuff we've been in that center that are just... Um, uh, accumulated, <laughs> used and accumulated um, agility equipment. Um, so whether you're a, a dog owner and you just need some stuff or you're a business, there's definitely a lot of things. If you want to, if you're interested in opening up a center, there's, we can, you can fully stock your center with the, a lot of the stuff we have. So, so everything's going, everything's going. But on another note, I wanted to really talk about, um, Let me just tell you a, a quick story um, that happened yesterday with Joel um, at the preserve. There's a wonderful preserve right by us. It's a nature preserve. It's fantastic. Great walking paths. Um, huge. It's well, 400 acres, but for for a preserve, it's really nice. A lot of um, sea, uh, not sea, um, birds, birds, plants, um, water sources walking paths a lot of people utilize it a lot of people go there with dogs probably more than half the people there go and walk their dogs and but the inspiration behind this um morning's podcast about why still like why 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 what why are people still struggling on the walk i know why i mean they just don't have the right information right tools right philosophy um, I, I mean, I, I understand, I understand it, but there's so much free information out there right now, free. Unfortunately, people are getting the wrong messaging and they're getting the wrong messaging from even dog trainers going to classes. I mean, so many people are going to dog training classes. And the dogs are coming out after six to eight weeks. Sure, they can do what is needed inside the classroom. But as soon as they're outside, it all falls apart. And then as soon as they're outside with distractions, it really falls apart. And I'm, I'm always surprised when I see dogs dragging their owners down the street. So yesterday, Joel was at um, the preserve with Wes, Angelo and I, and one of the dogs, uh, uh, Bruno actually were out doing public access training, actually at a bookstore. And, um, and there was a grown man not small, grown man, being dragged by his 30-pound dog. 
dragged, like literally arm out dragged. And and we see this every day. Like everybody sees this. Like we all see this. And it sounds like a broken record. And it makes you wonder a bunch of things. It makes you wonder. The first thing that comes to my mind is what could living with this dog be truly like? Do people not know what dog ownership, how awesome it could be? Now, that's not to say that just because the dog drags you down the street, the dog doesn't listen inside the house. But after 20 years of this, you get a good indication into the behind the scenes from in front of the scenes, um, which you vis visually can see. Meanwhile, there is absolutely well-trained dogs that are horrific in many other forms with anxiety, separation anxiety. Like you can have a great dog that, that's well-trained but has separation anxiety. It's, uh, it destroys things. You can have that. But I, I'm thinking to myself that could be stopped in less than five minutes. And enough of, hold on one second. No. Good. That could be stopped. I've just got a board and train dog next to me holding command. Was supposed to be holding command, but was chewing on the leash instead. Um, like I said, training is nonstop. So uh, the great thing about um, remote collar training, which you don't have to do if you don't want to, is I was able to have this dog stop chewing on the leash and go back into it down while I'm doing my podcast without moving. But there's a, been a lot of stuff in the social media lately, these online arguments with um, with trainers talking more about, and I do it to say I do I do it the same. I just don't argue with other trainers about it that much. I mean not on these the way it's being done. Um, about all the science out there and you know, reward and I talk about rewards train things and you know applying a punisher stops things but why can't we just make it really fucking simple and just make an easy statement like I have always been making that when you have a dog that you cannot control outside, that you cannot even get a relatively decent walk. Whether you like prong collars or not, prong collars are fantastic training tools and most likely this dog would stop the pulling. Now, you can still 
pull on a prong collar. The dog that I've got next to me right now, which is only maybe 30 pounds, was pulling its owner on a prong collar. Um, many dogs pull their owners on a prong collar. But this narrative that prong collars hurt needs to end. They don't hurt the dog. They don't destroy the relationship. They don't mess up the dog. Don't use a prong collar if you don't want to. Use any tool you want to that works. Do any kind of training that works. The walk is supposed to be enjoyable for not just the dog, but I'm sorry, but it's supposed to be enjoyable for the human. For the human. Because if the human doesn't enjoy the walk, like this dog most likely enjoys pulling on the leash. It most likely enjoys it. Social media is destroying dog training. All these online arguments are destroying dog training. All these online arguments are making owners with not knowledge very confused on what to do. And that's why we are seeing more and more dogs that don't even know the basic of obedience. Everybody is quick. Everybody is quick to blame owners. And I might have just blamed an owner that was being dragged down. Um, I actually have empathy for that owner that they have to struggle so much. I have empathy for all owners that have to struggle. And that's why I um, put out so much free content and do so many podcasts and make all these online courses. We've got a great walking course, which I'll talk about in a little bit. Um, that's not why I'm doing this show, though, to get people excited for the walking course. It's just the events from yesterday just made me really think and just being on social media for so long and just observing all these arguments and then seeing all these people struggle because they don't know what to do. And it's never been like this. It's never been this bad. It has never been this bad. Where folks are so concerned about dogs' feelings. Now, I'm concerned about a dog's safety. Absolutely. But folks are so concerned about the dog's feelings. For instance, we have a great online client who sent us a wonderful video of their dog doing place who has bitten their child. And the owner was very proud that the dog is actually able to hold a command around their kids instead of chasing their kids and biting their kids. And she's starting her journey into dog training. Her dog. Serious, serious, real dog training. Not just sit for a cookie, down for a cookie, and then go batshit crazy. 
so um the husband goes oh that's so sad that the dog has to lay there in that bed we're seeing that a lot from men especially like hey guys strap on a set of balls protect your kids protect your family man up all right man up did I man did I mansplain that enough to you men if you didn't understand but since when is actually like right now I've got two dogs in place Tex which is my dog and then Pippa which is a client's dog and there will be in place for over an hour in my room while I'm doing a podcast the amount of educational value that happens with these dogs, especially the board and trained dog, Pippa, is tremendous, who has no impulse control, who is highly leash reactive, who pulls on the leash, who is a selective listener, and who is owned by a very, very um, skilled owner, but this dog is out of their skill set. She's had cockers all her life. Never needed help before. But can folks stop arguing about the stupid fucking semantics and actually take a step back and look at their own training? Not what they do with their dogs? Because many of the trainers out there are not doing what they say they're doing. Or they're not doing what they teach, by the way. I'm not sure if everybody was aware of that, but I know many dog trainers that preach, you know, do no harm, don't train with fear, don't train with pain, don't use tools, train with reward only. But with their own personal dogs, that's not what they do. They use tools on their dogs. So they'll preach one thing and they'll do another. And most dog trainers know of other dog trainers. And most owners that know dog trainers that have been to their houses know. It's like, I thought you were against all this stuff. Oh, no, I'm not. I'm like, but you preach it every day that you are. You bully people that don't follow what you preach. Meanwhile, you don't follow what you preach. I have never seen a dog hurt on a prong collar. Prong collars aren't the answer. Training is the answer. Prong collar is a great communication tool. You can use any tool you want. I don't give a shit. But do something. Please do something to stop your dog from dragging you around. It is not that difficult to do. It is not that difficult to do. Getting your dog to walk politely on a leash now, there are dogs out there that will walk great and they will still explode once in a while. But that is not what I'm talking about. That is not what I'm talking about. I am talking about dogs that all they know is pulling. All they know is pulling. That's all they know is to pull. 
that can be stopped. Do you know that having a dog under total voice control and listening to you and be able to take your dog places, go on nice car rides with good obedience, like just lying down in the car and being quiet. Like we took, we took, um, one of the dogs that we're working with to Barnes and Noble yesterday while Angelo was picking up books. Told the dog to lie down, dog laid down, Angelo picked out books. Minded his own business. Like, that's what it's supposed to be like. That's what it's supposed to be like. It's not supposed to be this hard. So if you're struggling with a walk, find a way which shouldn't take more than a week. We do it in a day, but shouldn't take more than a week to get your dog to walk in public respectfully. If you want to use a face halter, use a face halter. Use something. First, before you do that, understand how dogs learn. Understand the sequence. Understand markers. I mean, there's there's books on this stuff. There's websites on this stuff. You don't need to go to a dog trainer to teach your dog how to walk on a leash. You don't need to go, go to a dog trainer to teach your dog sit, down, place, all these other commands. You can do it yourself. There's free content. Okay, uh, I'll talk about us. We've got free content on YouTube that shows what we do to get dogs to do every command. We've got a great paid course. Last week was it was live, unedited, by the way. It was live and unedited. You can still get it right now. If you go to academy.solidcaninetraining.com, Mastering the Walk with Your Dog Masterclass, you'll get the recording from the first week. And then tomorrow, you get, um, tomorrow you see the second day of it, the progress we've made, the troubleshooting. But it's not that hard to do. But it's not that hard to do. I just wish, which doesn't work that way, all these folks that are arguing online with rational reason, reason and just trying to be smarter than one another. And there's some good arguments to be made, but you can simplify this a lot more. You can just simplify it a lot more. Most owners don't care about all of this arguing. They just want their dog trained. They just want results. This is a result-oriented industry. They want their dog to do the basics, not whine, especially, or bark in the crate. They don't want them to have separation anxiety. They don't want them to, to 
people. They want them to listen in the house. They don't want them jumping on them. They don't want them stealing things. All that stuff is relatively simple to do. Any of our clients can teach their neighbor who's struggling how to do all this stuff. Any of our clients can teach someone to do this stuff. That's how easy this is. You don't need a dog trainer. You just need someone that has information that works. That's it. You need to do the work. You need to spend the time. But then it becomes a lifestyle. For instance, Pippa, who's next to me, again, is in, will be in a one and a half to two hour downstay next to me in place. That's dog training. That's taking a high energy dog who loves to sniff and search and hunt and have her calm and relaxed. And you don't need to exhaust them. You don't need to exercise them first. You don't need to give them a toy to occupy, occupy their time. You know, dogs rest for lots of the day. But a lot of people keep their dogs and want to keep their dogs so active that they don't know how to actually settle their dogs down. So the dogs are always going to be active. I mean, I own a Malinois. If Tex didn't know how to be calm on command, he'd be one of those crazy Malinois. And that's the thing is that people are assuming that this is the way their dog is supposed to be. They're assuming that, yep, my dog's a puller. Like, well, you could make your dog a non-puller. Like, smokers can become non-smokers. Drinkers can become non-drinkers. Drug users can become non-drug users. Bad marriages can become good, good marriages. Like, all this stuff is doable. But when it comes to walking your dog, it's the most fundamental thing in the world when it comes to dog owning, taking your dog on a nice walk. I mean, imagine your dog goes to, gets walked by a dog walker every day because you work a long day, you have a dog walker come in, dog walker comes in and sends you video of your dog walking politely. And then for some reason you can never duplicate that. And it's not because the dog walker is doing anything magical. The dog walker just has a skill set that's easily transferable and trained. And the dog understands that this is how I walk with the dog walker. And with my owner, I do the opposite. Well, you can switch that. You can, you can stop that. You can totally turn it around. You can do it in five minutes. You can do it in five days. But it doesn't take long. It does not take long to do. So if you're, if you're caught up in all this social media nonsense, instead, just 
find a video on how to train your dog, how to walk politely on a leash. And it should be simple, not complicated. It doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be, I mean, put it, put it multi-step, but I mean, there are steps to it, but just to make your life easier, just use a prong collar. Use a head halter if you want to. If you want to just do 100% food training and use a flat buckle collar, which is challenging to do for most people, do that. All right. What do we got for questions? Murph, good morning. Good morning to you, Stungle Buns. Good morning, everyone. Hello. Good morning, Ramona. Hello, everybody. Constance, good morning. Philip, good morning. PAL. Hello, everyone. How are you? Daniel, how are you? Well, a lot of good mornings. I love our community. Apex Canine, good morning, everyone. Daniel says, uh, love to see you on the show. Thank you, Africa. Good morning. How do we get in touch to buy some stuff? I mean, you can email me, jeff at solidcaninetraining.com, jeff at solidcaninetraining.com, and then Africa, I'll let you know the dates. Uh, whatever, that su- whatever that Sunday is, let me let's see if I have a calendar open. I've got a calendar open. There we go. March 26th, March 26th, probably like 10 to 4, Sunday, March 26th, 10 to 4, bring up your vehicles, a truck, bring up cash, everything's for sale, everything's for sale, kitchen equipment, training equipment, agility equipment, Crates, office equipment, chairs, tools. I mean, everything, everything. Strip the whole place. Strip it down to the walls. Peggy Wheeler says, good morning from South Dakota. Hey, South Dakota. Happy Monday from Brittany. Hello. Avi says, hello. Hello, Denise. Good morning. Question on overcoming anxiety with my almost two-year-old German Shepherd in the car. He won't settle in wines the whole time. I've tried giving treats when he is calm. He won't eat anything. I know because he's stressed. So, Denise, if you can't, I don't want to say can't, it's very difficult to reward your dog out of anxiety. It's extremely difficult. Number one, your dog is so anxious, it's not going to take food. And do you think I also just 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 put on put on our thinking caps and I'm not like talking down to you at all. I'm just trying to like get people to open up their minds a little bit more. If I reward what is good, I will get more of it. Agreed 100%. But that doesn't mean it'll stop what I don't want. In order to stop what you don't want, you need to apply a punisher to an instill an inhibitor to extinguish the behavior. So what do you do with whining dogs in the car? The easiest thing is to use shock collar, remote collar, e-collar, call them what you want. That's the easiest thing to do. It's the easiest thing to do. So correct your dog. There's, there's a little bit of training involved. You can always do a counsel with me, but pretty much it's 
either quiet or no, and then you apply your correction. But the reason why the cowers, the, the remote cowers are so powerful because you don't have to take your eyes off the road. Have your dog do a downstay in the car. We always have dogs do mandatory downstays in cars because that's what also dramatically helps them be calm. Julie says, so many reactive dogs in classes that I take, all they allow is for owners to cover the crate with a blanket and ignore it. It's crazy. Dogs buy agility, turf, bark, bark, bark. My dogs don't bark at all. I know. Covering up a crate, why? Why are they covering up the crate? What, you don't think the dogs know there's other dogs there in the room? You think the dogs are that stupid that they don't know there's another dog next to them? You think they need to see the dog? They don't need to see the dog. They know the dog is there. They can sense the dog being there. They can smell the dog. Brittany says, happy Monday, y'all. Hope everyone has a great week. Agreed. Good question, Denise. I have a similar issue in the car. Yeah. I mean, most, no matter what the breed of dog is, But dogs that are usually four months and over, you can do this with. But I understand that people want to make the car ride nice, but I want to make the car ride nice for me. And by having a quiet dog in the car, it's nice for me. Also, if you want to be on the dog-centric end of it, when you've got a dog that's whining, that's instability in the mind anxiety. Wouldn't it be, don't we want to make our dogs less anxious? Believe it or not, quote unquote, shocking your dog, correcting your dog, giving your dog information that says to cut the shit stops all that. It stops all that stuff. But I understand the concept of is well, you want to make the car a positive experience, therefore don't apply a punisher because it'll create, it'll then relate the car to a negative experience. But before people ask the questions about their whining dogs in the car, I haven't given them an answer yet. So the dog already has a negative association with the car ride. Julie, but I use tools. We are not allowed tools in classes. So yeah. I know. You know, it, it is silly, isn't it? They don't want you to be successful, Julie. So it's like, this is the thing. This is the thing, Julie. I have no problem with a, with a instructor saying, you're not allowed to use tools. Okay, fine. Then instructor who should be a professional at training things and stopping things, then you show me how to stop the behavior. And if you feel that putting a blanket on the crate stops the behavior, but it doesn't stop the behavior, now you've got to show me something else. You are the professional. I am the student. I do not know. It should be their professional obligation to give you results 
or to at least attempt to. So if your only answer is put a blanket on the dog and that doesn't work and now you're like, don't know what the trainer doesn't know what to do. Well, that's just lack of training skills, knowledge, and frankly, caring about you or the dog. And they're more embedded into the ideology, what it does, which, which, is, which is what it does boil down to. So they truly cared about the dog's state of mind and they truly cared about the owner's success. They would create an environment where all the dogs shut up. It's annoying. It must be annoying for dogs. It sure as hell is annoying for people. Gretchen says, howdy, I bought the Green to Graduate yesterday. Oh, good, good. It's a good course, Green to Graduate. It's on the Academy as well, that website that I, and I'll post it up again that I just showed you. I have a dog that's pretty well trained, but I'm going to begin all over using the Green to Graduate to the most out of myself and um, lad. Yeah, I mean, we have a lot of people that have got well-behaved and trained dogs, but they still need a little bit of work. They'll get the Green to Graduate and, and they'll find all kinds of cracks in their training and it dramatically helps them. It dramatically helps them. I and mean, even trainers are buying it and they're like, wow, I picked up half a dozen great nuggets of information. Well, now they can pass that information on to owners so everybody benefits. Anybody benefits. Denise says, what kind of dog do you have, Avi? Avi, I think um, she said it's a German Shepherd. Now, German Shepherds do whine a lot. We have a lot of whining German Shepherds. We have a lot of whining German Shepherds. Denise uh, also says, I love my Herm Springer prong, yeah. And it doesn't even have to be, like, we're big fans of that brand, but frankly, it doesn't even have to be Herm Springer. It doesn't have to be. It's a better quality collar. You want to make sure it's put on right, and you want to make sure that it's... Um, You understand how to use it. And, and, and so fit is important and then use is important. But all that can be read. All that can be seen on video. You don't need to go to a trainer to learn this stuff. You just don't. You could do it on your own. Sure, he says, um, morning, everyone. Have you ever experienced a dog becoming more reactive or aggressive when corrected on a prong collar? Person claims seeing dogs more aggressive on prongs. Um, yes, I have. I've seen a dog, after you give it a correction, it says, fuck you. But anytime you ask a dog to do something they don't want, they're going to get worse. It's not just the prong cower, but the narrative that dogs are worse on prong cowers is a false narrative. Over 95% of the dogs that we work with, and they are extremely and dangerously behaved. Are not on prong cowers. So now what? Now what's the excuse? 
but there is that narrative that people are like, oh yeah, someone was using a prong collar and made the dog more aggressive. And I'm like, the prong collar didn't make the dog aggressive. It's like you 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 give your kids chores and they they give you a bad attitude. Oh, chores give kids bad attitudes. Sorry, it's the same thing. But you can like we have a client, many clients that if you don't use food, they won't do anything. They'll even bite you. Like we can say that narrative about anything. Dogs get worse when you don't use food to train them. And we use food to train dogs. We use a lot of food. But there's that narrative that gets repeated and repeated and repeated saying prong cowers and shock cowers make dogs aggressive. I'm sure there's some out there that do. But all I know is this. There's a lot of dogs out there that are aggressive that have never used tools before. So now what do we say? Now what do we say? But if your dog gets aggressive after you give a leash pop, well, you can get over that. You train your dog not to. It's not that difficult to do. It's not difficult to do. But that's one of the scare tactics that they use along with it destroys the relationship so owners don't use them. I mean, I can say the same thing about harnesses. Every time I try to put a harness on my dog, my dog bites me. We have clients that tell us this. So therefore, harnesses make dogs aggressive if we use the same math. Correct? If we're using the same math that prong cowers make dogs aggressive, then we can we have to use the same math that say that say head halters make dogs aggressive. We've tried to put head halters on dogs and they've bit us. We've used we don't use harnesses, but our clients will say whenever I put a harness on my dog, it gets aggressive. Whenever I um, put a winter jacket on my dog, it gets aggressive. So we can say that. Putting winter jackets on your dog makes them aggressive. Correct? The dog wasn't aggressive. I put a winter jacket on my dog, and while I was doing it, it bit me. We see dogs that when you when you try to put any collar on them, they get aggressive. So we can say all collars make dogs aggressive. My dog was fine until I put a collar on it. So we can use that math if we want to. So this is good morning, Jeff and everyone. Good morning. Um, Gretchen says, prong collars are the best. It takes just a little pressure to communicate to my dog and much better than the old choke chains we used to use. Yeah, choke chains actually damage dogs. People think prong collars damage dogs because they look barbaric, and they do. But Choke collars, choke chains are nooses. Your dog could die. Your dog could destroy its throat. Your dog can pull more on it because of opposition reflex. 
If you don't know what that means, just look it up. Just Google it. So it's also really hard for your average dog owner to use a choke chain effectively. Currently phasing out, uh, Brittany, currently phasing out cookies in the um, NCS stage. My dog is very, very good, motivated. He's doing great on place, down, but struggles with come. So I'm only using food for that command with a tug on the leash. When needed, once he gets that down, I will phase it out like the others. Good. Once the snow melts in lovely um, New England, we'll start working on the walk. Excited for tomorrow. Awesome. But a lot of that stuff like the you can, you can do inside. Like down to recall, down to recall. And if once you get to remote cower, it'll be a lot easier too. Daro, um, just to comment, I took the five-day e-cower course dot live. The NCS was great info for me as I struggled there as I overcorrected. Thanks so much. You're welcome. Yeah, NCS is non-compliant STEM. A lot of people skip over that and they don't um, spend enough time on it. They don't spend enough time on it. <clears throat> And when he says put the reps in period, full stop. Yeah. I mean, dog training takes takes reps. No, I said I'll do it after right like after the show. Okay. I'll take the three of them for a run. Okay. Um so, so they absolutely you have to put the reps in. Some things take quick. Some things are easy. Some things take just minutes. But things do take time. It's training. Um, Karen says, good morning, Jeff. I'm all set for the mastermind in June. Yep, saw that come in today. Thank you so much. I'm enjoying your conversation this morning as well. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Yeah, the mastermind is a five-day, June 19th through 23rd, full immersion, in-person course that we offer in Florida, which is good for dog trainers, um, wannabe dog trainers, expensive dog trainers, expensive experienced dog trainers, um, good dog trainers who are expensive. Um, and it goes over everything for dog training, social media, business growth, personal growth. Um, I think a lot of people that are training dogs but want to own their own business, they don't realize that it's actually a business. Now you're a business owner. So now you're a business owner. Sue O'Rourke says, sit for a cookie, down for a cookie, and then get batshit crazy. LOL, Jeff, makes sense. Uh, a lot of nonsense. Yeah, I mean, that that's what, that's what most dog training, that's what most people associate dog training with. This momentary command, and then go back to bad behavior. Hold on one second. No. Please. No. No. Um, Kim says, good morning, Jeff and dog family. Good morning. Um, learn more. We own an animal hospital. I always get sad when a client has an out-of-control dog that ruins your life. Yeah, it is sad. It is. It, I, it, Dog ownership is not supposed to be like that. And, and, and so many dogs are ruining their lives. Like they don't, so many owners don't know what it's like to have a well-behaved dog. 
They think it's supposed to be a struggle. Now, it can be a struggle at first, but it's really not supposed to be a struggle. It's it's a struggle at first, but that's but it's going to lead you to the promised land. Kim says, uh, my dog has a 70, my dog was a 78 pound anxiety ridden dog in the car, made me anxious too. Yeah, it's stressful too. After going through green to graduate, I worked him on compliance and non-compliance in the car. Now he stays down modestly, but more importantly, he is calm. Good. Um, Dara says, I run a delivery route in housing area daily, and I see 10 to 20 people walking dogs, and only about one in 10 are not pulling crazy. I stay in my own lane though. Yeah, oh yeah. I don't I don't ambulance chase um dogs. And 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 it's the norm is not a well-behaved dog. The norm is a is a, is a is a dog that is not trained. That is the norm. That is the norm we've set. And there's more information out there now on anything, not just dog training, but on anything. I mean, prison inmates are getting master's degrees from the the prison library. So don't tell me that 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 you can't get it done. You have all the resources in the world. Deb says, "Good morning, wonderful here in Sarasota. House hunting today. Good, Deb." Yeah, it's beautiful down here. This is the norm. Um, good morning, Jeff. Good morning. Obviously, says, how about fencing? Um, what do you mean by how about fencing? I'm I'm not against fencing at all. I I don't like I don't like underground fencing where dogs have the freedom to just run the fence line all day and get all uh, mental. But um, I'm not against underground fencing. So. Um, I'm not sure what you mean by how about fencing. Are we talking about like sword fencing? Connie started agreeing to graduate yesterday. My 90 pound German shepherd did not like the leash pressure. Never seen a big dog throw a tantrum flipping on the floor like a fish. We got through it and finished on a good note, but it was funny. Yep. There's, that's a, that's a great example. Leash pressure is the is simple. All you're doing is you're teaching a dog to to yield to leash pressure. Well, your dog didn't like the fact that it couldn't do what it wanted to do. So it has a temper tantrum. It didn't like the fact that it couldn't move where it wanted to move. So it has a temper tantrum. Jackie, um, LOL, that sounds so silly. Winter jackets make dogs aggressive. I get your point, but glad that Ain't true. Mine was winter jackets. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's but but it's it's using the same math though to say that a prong collar makes a dog aggressive is 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 like saying a winter jacket makes a dog aggressive. Why? When my dog is not wearing a winter jacket, it doesn't bite me. When I go to put the winter jacket on, it bites me. Therefore, the winter jacket makes the dog aggressive. That's the math. When I don't use a prong collar, my dog's not aggressive. When I put a prong collar on and I correct my dog and it gets ag- it gets aggressive. Therefore, prong collars make dogs aggressive. It's the same math. But no, it's false math. 
It's not even that new new bullshit math that they're trying to teach. Karen says I do lessons at our local farmer's market every Saturday, and it makes me feel great to see more and more owners using pound collars on their dogs. Yep. Constance says, hi, Jeff. I'm struggling with my new nano e-collar. The manual says it has stem and rising stem, not continuous stem. Should I schedule a council to talk about this and how to use it properly? Um, I'm not familiar with the nano e-collars. I'm going to order one. Um, does it have... Can you adjust it and not use the rising stem? Can you adjust it? There might be a setting that you have on, you don't have on right. Sue says, your dog training advice reminds me of Jordan Peterson's parenting advice to not allow our children to do things that make you not like them. Uh, yeah, I'm a big JP fan. That is what ruins relationships, not appropriate corrections. Yep. Yep. And if you're if you're not a Jordan Peterson fan, I understand why. Because it's possible that you've only seen clips, which he doesn't do anymore. Jordan Peterson only does full-length interviews now. And he doesn't do little hit pieces because they always take his words out of context. In fact, I listened to a bunch of Jordan Peterson podcasts this morning. I woke up at like one in the morning and I um, watched a lot of those. Emma says, starting green to graduate this morning. One hour later, we had our boy in a crate with the door open while I um, hoovered the house. One or two reps of body pressure, and he totally understood. Yeah, dogs pick up. Dogs pick up. The green to graduate, let me just, everyone keeps mentioning the green to graduate. Um, if you don't have the green to graduate, um, the green to graduate course is available right here on the academy. So since a lot of people are mentioning it this morning, you can get the Green and Graduate right here underneath um, uh, are all of our programs and online courses. If you click on this, it'll take you to right there, Green to Graduate. And then when you click on that, it tells you all about the Green to Graduate. Everything about it. It's only $197. And you'll get a fully off-leash trained dog. Chris Craig says, good morning, Jeff. You all have a great day. Will do. Mark says, good morning, Jeff. The Bronkauer helps so much to stop my dog from pulling on a heel. It acts like power steering. Yeah. Obviously, says, working class German Shepherd dog. Yeah. I mean, I mean I've always owned working line dogs, German Shepherds. Currently, I've got a Malinois. Excuse me. Sorry. But next dog I get will be I have once I had three German Shepherds pass on me over the last 18 months, sickness and old age. Um but absolutely um you know whether the dog's working line or not working line, um they just have usually more hunt drive and prey drive. Um but the training is the same. The training is the same. Kim says mostly uh, I'm not sure what that is. Obviously, says April 2nd. I'm not sure what that means. Um, Naughty, Naughty Boy Lawn, will you be doing the Mastermind course annually? Yeah, we do it a couple times a year, actually. 
Jackie says this might be a what would Jeff do question, but what's the effectiveness difference between a slip lead, choke chain, and dominant dog collar? All seems similar, but different material thickness. Um, well, the, the dominant dog collar is what we use for all of our aggressive dogs because you can choke the dog out really quick. Where a choke chain is a historically a daily training collar, which I'm not a big fan of. A slip lead. We use a slip lead when the dog is compliant on a remote collar. That's us. But for owners, we tell them to keep using the prong collar for um, the extra help. Obviously, says maybe it's a bad or inexperienced handler that causes aggression. Um, that, as well as a dog that's never been told what to do before. We get dogs that have never had any rule enforced and you enforce a simple rule and it talks back to you. And how does the dog talk back to you? With its teeth. With its teeth. So that's that's the biggest thing that we see that causes aggression. Our, when people get dogs, everything is fun and loving. And then finally they start enforcing rules and that's where shit goes down. Counselor says, um, I'm reading the manual. I figured out how to dial up one level at a time. Default is five, but there's not wording that says continuous, just rising. So it's got me paranoid to use. It's not like the mini. Probably not. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm going to order one to find out. BLL, maybe have missed this, but a prong collar, mainly for walking or does it have other uses? I mean, a prong collar is a training tool. Food is a training tool. A prong collar can be used to teach a command and eliminate a com eliminate a behavior. A shot collar slash e collar can be used to train a command and eliminate a behavior. So, believe it or not, shot collars can be used as a reward-based training tool. And some people will be like, no, it can't. I'm like, no, you don't know how to do it, but it can. Because you have to also understand a dog's perception. I mean, if I really want to, I don't, Kira's not with us anymore, but if I really wanted to stress out Kira back in the day, she would be ball crazy. I would not give her her ball. I would hold up her ball and wait for her. If I held it up, she'd get highly stressed. But a prong collar is great for anything you have a, when you have a leash attached to it. When you don't have a leash attached to it, it has no use. But prong collars are just like any other training tool. You can communicate with the dog on all your basic obedience. On all your basic obedience. We've got free videos on them. The Green to Graduate goes over it all. But we also have free courses on YouTube on how to, on how to do it. So it's not just for the walk. But it's... Um, um, it's definitely educate yourself on how to use one and what it can be used for. But it's it's a it's a it's a communication device that helps your dog. 
Um, Snuggle Buns is my first German Shepherd. I'm in love. I can see why people have several, yes. Sylvie Claire, during our walks, my dog's shoulders run at my leg versus him walking slightly behind me. I keep turning into him to get him to back up. Do I keep putting in the reps Use prong, using prong right now? Um, we have a, a walk-to-walk course. It's part of the Green to Graduate, but we also sell it individual. And then we just did a, if you buy the walk workshop, this, this workshop right here, um, let me go back to it. Not that one. Let me just go back to one right here. Right here, we'll get you a good walk. You can order this right there. Sign up now. How much is it? $77. Sign up now. You'll get a great walk. Um, Carol says, 60-month-old lab is becoming increasingly fearful away from home. Not a confident dog once she hit about four months. Yeah, fewer periods. Has always been hesitant but settled after I walked into the store. I tell my walker forward pressure on her prong suggestions, please. What's up? Okay. It's a little twisted. Be careful. Right after this, I'll take the other guys. Okay. All right. Avi says for sale, for sale at the old facility. You have, oh, fencing. Yeah, everything. Everything's for sale. If you can get it out of there, if you got cash, you can take it. Like what's not for sale is like you can't remove lighting. I can't remove the, um, the air conditioning units. Um, but Anything that's built in, I can't remove. Um, but I can, but there's so much. But that's, when we got that place, it was vacant for three three years. And the building was built in 1856. So, um, you know, it's a long time. So, yes, for sale, Avi. Everything. Everything. All right, everybody. Time for me to go. It's 9 o'clock. And I hope everyone has a fantastic day. Don't forget, today's the last day you can buy that Mastering the Walk class. It's the last day you can buy this. So you're definitely going to want to get this. And tomorrow it's live. You see, we're doing all these, like, remote seminars now, pretty much, where they're live. They're live. All right? Love all of you. Everybody have a fantastic day. Take care. Time for me to go run the dogs on the bike before it gets too hot. All right? Take care, everybody. And I will see you all tomorrow morning. And then I will see you all Wednesday um, for um, the morning show and the What Would You Have To Show at night. All right? All right, take care. Bye-bye.